TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC is the number. Bob Shorey is uh, my assistant here. He helps me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. He's an MCSE at Tab, Microsoft Certified Engineer. That's why we get to have that gold label on our, on our uh, company banners because our guys actually know what they're doing. Um, so uh, we're here till 11 o'clock and trying to help you out. Now, speaking of Microsoft, this is one of my favorite topics of all. You guys know how I feel about the cloud. Well, on Wednesday of this week, uh, the Microsoft Azure cloud had a massive outage thanks to a cooling issue. Basically, the south-central region of the country was hit with a massive outage affecting nearly 40 Azure ser- services Azure is the name of the cloud that Microsoft offers, along with Office 365, um, Exchange Email, SharePoint. um, All sorts of things were down in the south-central region of the United States thanks to this data center outage. Now, I'll post the information about it, but basically the answer here is that the Microsoft data center had some sort of cooling problem and went down, was massively affected. Uh, by this cooling issue. Now, the thing about data centers and what the what these sales guys tell you about selling companies to cloud is that the cloud is redundant. You know, if a data center goes down over here, the redundant data center comes up over there, and you don't have any issues because the cloud is redundant. Now, in this case, either someone's lying or Microsoft has a configuration problem. <laughs> Because they had 40-plus services down, including 365, thanks to this cooling issue. And uh, I would contend, of course they did, but that's just me. Um, The other aspect of this that's kind of funny, it's actually very funny, is that an actual cloud took out the Microsoft cloud. Well, that's not funny. That's ironic. Okay. (laughs) It's like the song. Isn't it ironic when you have uh, 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife? In this case, you've got a a lightning strike from an actual cloud that hit the data center that takes out the cooling system and brings down the cloud, Microsoft cloud. Now, again, it's supposed to be redundant because some sales guy said, if you do 365, your email's never going to go down, man. Baloney. It it does, and it did. So, well, you didn't define never. I guess you're right. It's kind of like how Verizon defines unlimited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the point is, the data center goes down because of a lightning strike from an actual cloud. 
So they're, you're down all all Wednesday if you're trying to get your 365. You're trying to get your Azure. You're screaming. You should see the posts and, and all the comments. Everyone's screaming about their internet being down, their their services being down thanks to Microsoft. On top of all that, the boys at Microsoft decide to do something even more incredible. They do an update. I figure we're down anyways. Let's do an update. <laughs> well, maybe we're down because of the update. Nope, nope. You're down because of a lightning strike coming out of an actual cloud. So these dinglings decide to do an update of their data center software. And what does that update do for Thursday? If you're running 365, it actually gives you a big warning saying you're throttled. <laughs> So instead of trying to get the system up and running as it was, they, they perform an update that causes problems. I'll post this link out here. You really can't make this up. My point being, if you're a small business and someone's trying to sell you to stick your stuff in the cloud because it's going to be better and easier, you get a beautiful sunny day, but a lightning strike in Texas brings down your email, you got to ask yourself, are you better off? Uh, and the cost of the cloud, renting, you know, renting from a, a, a digital tenement in the sky is not as, as, as cheap as owning your own system. You know, renting's always more expensive than owning. So why would you pay for that premium of having a lightning strike in Texas take down your email? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so we'll put a link up here for you. Take a look at it. And uh, I really, it's under the, under the term can't make it up um, when it comes to Microsoft. But it is what it is. What else you got, Bob? You want to bring up something? Yeah, I got a couple of articles here. Uh, Apple removed the popular app. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. That was um, secretly stealing your browser history. No. Yeah. The Apple Store wasn't really good at vetting this app? Well, one of the top paid apps. So you were paying, paying for, for this, this app. Okay, yeah. in the Mac App Store was stealing browser history from its users and sending it to China. Of course, China wants to know where you're going. I was a little shocked. <laughs> yeah, were you? <laughs> well, you know, I thought if it was going to send it somewhere, it would send it to Russia. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, TechCrunch reports that is until Apple stepped in and took it down. The app Adware Doctor. Adware Doctor. So if you've got Adware Doctor on your on your phone or your Apple (laughs) device, take it off. China knows where you're going. So, but the app Adware Doctor claimed to remove malicious files and malware from your Mac, but secretly security researcher Patrick Wardle found that the app was also collecting user data, including browser history, without consent and sending it to a server based in China. (laughs) Apple confirmed to CNET that it removed the app from the App Store, but before it was taken down, AdWare Doctor reached the number one spot in the paid utilities app category and ranked fourth in top paid apps overall. Waddle notes. Unbelievable. Apple prohibits apps from collecting this kind of data without consent. Well, see, that's the snag here, right? Just like Facebook prohibits using their data improperly. They're just saying it. They're just saying, hey, I, I would like you to not collect our users' data. And the app developer says, okay, and then does it anyways. So it's just talk. It's just talk. And these guys are in China. What are you going to do, prosecute them? You don't have any prosecu- prosecutorial powers. You're just going to take away their ac- access to the store. You know what they're going to do? They're going to come up as a different company, write another app, and stick it in the store again. Well, just indict them and wait for them to show up. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's the government. <laughs> but Apple can't indict anybody. The point being, they're supposed to vet these apps for us. And Apple's supposedly been one of the better companies to do that. Uh, but in this case, one of their most popular apps that you paid for was actually stealing your data, your history. Another one you just can't make up. Here's some more news for you. So one of the good buddies of mine who's uh, you know, all afraid of net neutrality going away sent me an email yesterday. Hey, Eric, did you see 
the wireless companies are throttling Netflix and YouTube. And there's this there's this app <laughs> that's been developed. I think it's called Way W E M E, and you can actually put it on your phone. And this app that was developed will actually try to figure out if your sorry Way Hey W E H E. Uh, you put that on your phone, and it'll actually try to figure out whether when you're looking at certain types of data, the wireless companies could be possibly throttling or affecting the throughput. And wireless companies meaning. Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, and those guys. Why you'd be watching any kind of movie on your phone is beyond me, but we won't even go there. And so the, this app, if it's working properly, shows that many times these companies are doing it. Um, AT&T and Verizon were by far the most egregious throttlers, uh, differentiating delivery speeds for streaming video uh, 8,000 and 11,000 times, respectively. T-Mobile and Sprint were differentiating the traffic 3,900 times and then 339 times. So Sprint is the least uh, as far as doing any kind of throttling of this data. The idea of net neutrality, again, is all packets are created equal. And net neutrality was going to say that carriers of any kind of broadband or Internet companies can't uh, affect that data coming at your device. Right, they're not supposed to throttle it or affect it or prioritize it or deprioritize it, and this tool is showing that they are. And my point would be, of course, you have to manage your network. I don't know that this WEHE app takes into account oversubscribed cell phone towers, uh, because if you're sitting there trying to watch a 4K um, movie on your silly uh, iPhone or or even your silly Google Pixel 2, like I have. 4K video is kind of stupid to be putting on such a tiny little screen, but you're downloading a ton of data. And it would make sense for me, for the wireless companies to say, oh my gosh, Eric, I'm slowing you down. You're killing our network. We're already oversubscribed on this tower, and I have to slow down your, your feed. Or look at the video in a lower resolution, because your, your screen, 4K on your little tiny little screen, makes no difference to your eyeballs. So my point would be, comp let companies manage their networks. Um, I know they're the evil broadband companies, but you want them to manage your network. So if you've got some dingling downloading huge files, you, they should be affected. If the carriers didn't manage their networks, they'd be in trouble, right? They're going to have all these guys trying to stream massive movies and affect your performance. So they were caught doing it, and uh, you shouldn't be surprised, but it makes complete sense. It should be It should be being done, and if you don't like it, Let's say for some reason they're, they're throttling you. Go ahead and choose a different carrier. That's how the market works. So if you find that every time you try to watch Netflix on Verizon, you get a poor result every time, well, choose a different carrier, man. That's the idea. And then Verizon will stop throttling you. But I suspect it really has to do more with their managing the network, which is what you want them to do. Because when I want to send an email on a network, and your silly 4K movie watching Avengers is affecting my ability to send an email, I would like them to let my silly email go through versus your crazy movie. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to manage your network. Um, this is a not, it's a net neutrality issue if you, if you believe in net neutrality, but if all data is treated equally and the carriers are not allowed to manage the network, my email won't go through and you'll be able to watch your movie all day long. <laughs> That's a problem. Um, and they won't have to improve the network because you didn't let them manage it. So they'll just keep you with whatever bandwidth you get. So I'll put this link up here for you. Don't be afraid. If you know this is not a big problem, 
choose a different carrier if you like, and uh, move on. All right, so we're going to get to uh, your calls. We've got three lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Bob and I are here till 11. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11. And the lines are starting to fill up, so feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, so, yeah, all four lines are ringing and all busy, so it's good. We're getting right to your calls here on Saturday morning. We're going to go to Paul in Litchfield first. Morning, Paul. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I have a question, but I also have a real-world experience with the Azure uh, kerfuffle. Oh, fine. I'd love to hear real-world stuff with that kerfuffle. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I live in Connecticut. Yes. My company is based in Tonawanda, New York, which, for those of you that are geographically challenged, is near Buffalo. Okay. This server went down, as you said, in the south-central portion of the United States. On Wednesday. So, on Wednesday, yes. Yeah. Cause, um, so this isn't just affecting a small section of the country. Oh, no. by the way, my, com- my company goes nationwide. Yep, we're, yep. We're not in Alaska. Sure. Every single state has been affected. Every single one of our operators has been affected in 49 states. By this kerfluffle? By this. Yep. Um. I woke up Wednesday morning. I went. I went to get online, and I couldn't. Right. And I went to use my email, and I couldn't. Right. Uh, for two days, I had to do my job and store everything on my smartphone. Yep. Which, believe it or not, ran out of memory. Of course. Um, <laughs> yep. And and my company's workaround for it, they went out and purchased the equipment and whatever else they needed to increase their in-house capabilities. Exactly. As far as I know right now, the cloud, the Azure thing is still going on. But truth be told, I really don't care because I can do my job. I mean, it it was... Well, you you can do your job now because they move things in-house. Right, exactly. That's Actually, Um, Paul, that's the key to all this. Microsoft, when I first started in computers back in 92, um, you know, mainframes, when I was in college and earlier than that, we were having to rent space on mainframes to do some of our statistics calculations, right? Mainframes, you're, rest, you're renting CPU cycles. And then all of a sudden right. the, P, the PC came out and said, you don't have to have this centralized monstrosity of big iron. You can go do all this processing on your desktop. Hey, great thing. We'll all do it. And for the next 20 plus years... We all got into servers and PCs. Microsoft says, you know what? That model was great. People pay us, can now pay us to rent space on our servers. They want the mainframe model back. You just realize that that model can really stink, right? You, you'd rather be self-sufficient and have your own server in your own yeah. control. That way you're not dealing with some crazy lightning strike in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know, it was, yeah, I, I woke I start my day at six a.m. Yeah, my off our offices don't open till nine. Yep. <laughs> so for three hours, I'm going around doing my. I, I do insurance inspections. Sure. Uh, you're, you're you're updating your house insurance, whatever. I'm the guy who shows up, takes pictures. Yep. So on and so forth. Yep. Um, so I can do all that on my phone, but in the meantime, you know, I'm adding on a typical house. I might take thirty or forty photos. Right. And then text that goes into there, and all sorts of fun things. Yep. And it got to me, I guess, about noon, and I suddenly realized that I, t- I took a few pictures, and 
I get this little warning message saying, you know, memory is low. You're done. Yeah, exactly. So I had to stop working. Um, but so yeah, this is not just some random thing, and it, it's amazing. I mean, technology is wonderful when it works. Right. And then there's the oxymoron of the um, of uh, the technology industry. Microsoft works. I agree. Yeah, that was an old, old, old uh, application called Microsoft Works. We used to laugh about it as well. But the point is, yeah, they they sold they sold your company the data center concept, where they said, if one data center goes down, Paul, you're gonna we'll we'll have you over here on this other data center. You're not gonna have an outage. You're gonna have ninety nine point nine percent uptime. But they didn't configure it clearly because you were down out in in New York. Yeah. Yeah. We had a hundred percent downtime. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. And it was a beautiful sunny day, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, Now, to my question. Yeah, yeah, one minute, and we may have to hold you over. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, real simple. I've got an HP laptop, Mm -hmm. Windows 10. Yep. Uh, I bought a Bluetooth speaker, and my computer doesn't have Bluetooth. Can I add it? Yes. Yes. You can just go out and get a Bluetooth dongle. And plug it into your laptop, and it should communicate with your Bluetooth speaker. So hit- okay, so it's like a, it goes into my USB port, that sort of nonsense. Yes, yes, we prefer to call it technological stuff, not nonsense. Yeah, okay, fine. Microsoft <laughs> works too. Exactly. You guys have a good day. You're right, Paul. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. Nice to have a guy who actually experienced the kerfluffle, as he calls it, where the the actual Microsoft data center cloud was taken out by an actual thunderstorm cloud. So what happened to the failover data center? Exactly. <laughs> they tell you, I can just see the sales guy who's selling you the cloud. Man, you'll never go down. We've got redundancy over here and over there. But then it goes down, and you're like asking yourself, you're scratching your butt saying, what happened? I wonder how you many... pay an arm and a leg for having it sitting in the cloud. I wonder how many companies lost money. Oh, it's okay. You know, Microsoft will give them a credit for the couple hours they were down. Yeah, that'll make up for the payroll. <laughs> well, and <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you look at the contract, they're going to tell you, well, we'll be, anytime we are down, we'll just credit you for the hours that you were down. Oh, thanks. On Off your bill, whatever you pay. <laughs> that doesn't give you any satisfaction. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Shay, Don, and Brendan, hang on. We'll be back after the news. Back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. we got two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Shay in North Wyndham next. Morning, Shay. Hi. What's up? I just bought a new HP printer. Okay. And they're really promoting that Insta ink. Oh, where they uh, charge you monthly to buy ink? Yeah. But I read... A lot of reviews and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say you just buy <laughs> you just buy ink when you need it. Um, paying for it ahead of time again is they're all trying to get you to pay monthly for something that you right, used to I pay agree. for when you needed it. Ink as a service. Ink as a service. <laughs> right. Okay. My question is, it come. I haven't even took taken it out of the box yet, but I also read that it. Uh, somebody wrote that they tell you you have to put in their starter ink 
Is that correct? Or can I go out and buy new ink and just put it in? I would think you could go out and buy new ink and just put it in. I wouldn't think that the type of... No, it, it doesn't matter. The starter ink that they give you that comes with it has mm-hmm. less ink in it so that you run it out sooner. So you got to go out and buy the full-priced ink. Right. And so you should go. You should use the one that comes with it. Oh, absolutely. It's, okay. you know, it's, it's actually okay. the cost of ink is more expensive than the most expensive perfume out there per, per ounce. I know. I know. So you should I be know. using it. Um, but, yeah, you, can, you don't have to uh, use the instinct. Is it really the end of the world, Shay, if you have to hop in the car and go oh, buy some ink? absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I've been buying ink for years and years. Right. So, and I've been buying it, you know, I've been going somewhere or Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, no, I just was concerned because when you put in, when you turn it on, it's going to keep asking you, do you want to do it? But you can hit decline. Right, and hopefully it stops asking you for after a while. I mean, that is another annoying thing if it keeps asking you. Go ahead, Bob. I got it up on the thing here, and yeah. it says, oh, it's really easy. You buy the printer and roll in the plan and start saving because they they uh, only charge you half the price. Right. And the cost of shipping is included, mm-hmm. but it's a monthly fee. So right. if you don't print very much, they make, a exactly. point. They make even more money. <laughs> right. It will say free for the first 15, if, if you only do 15 pages a month. Well, I don't know what I'm going to use each month. You right. know, sometimes I don't use the printer for three, four weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just buy it when you need it, Shay. Okay, and my next question is, um, what's the phrase I need to have Alexa get you? I keep getting 95.5. I want you guys. I want t- AM. Yeah, there, I hear I hear she's talking with you. She's very confusing. Uh, what is that specific phrase? There is a specific phrase that you can use. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you said it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Joey uh, was on doing uh, some of the producing for us. You know what, Shay? I'll see if I can get a hold of Joey and have him tell me that specific uh, phrase. Perfect. All right. Because I, I tried all morning. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you got it, Shay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. It is kind of funny that you have to say it the way Alexa needs to hear it in order for you to hear a radio station. And the only reason is is because uh, 1080 is not the only on the on the dial there. You just could be a bunch of 1080s out there. So you have to be kind of specific. So I'll I'll text Joey and have him give me the actual phrase you have to use so that in the year 2018 you so can talk to some We got to learn a second language. Yeah, you can talk to some <laughs> <Or> third uh, language. <laughs> some smart microphone otherwise known as a smart speaker, but a smart microphone to tell them how to play. Radio station, uh, but uh, we'll we'll get that over to you. I wish I had it by heart, but I don't. Um, let's move on to Brendan because I don't have a smart microphone in my house. I'm sorry. Let's go to Brendan in Manchester. What's up, Brendan? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks Good. for taking my call. Sure. Hey, listen, I I bought a new laptop this week, and um, of course, the first thing I did, being a studious type of guy, is I went to pull off the documentation and do my. Um, studying before I started to use the thing. Yeah. Of course, documentation doesn't really exist anymore. They're telling you to turn it on and plug it in. Right. Um, so everything's on the unit itself. I'm in an environment where I don't want to keep it plugged in constantly. Um, so my, my concern is, I remember the days when you had to worry about kind of like battery memory type of thing. Mm-hmm. Plugging and unplugging stuff all the time mm-hmm. kind of shortens the life and the capacity of the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious, do you have any feel, not knowing the unit itself, if that's something I should be concerned about? On the modern uh, batteries, I wouldn't worry about it because 
They just don't have have the memory like the nickel cadmium used to have, which right. was what they had years ago. Nickel metal hydride and the newer technologies, they've really done a great job of perfecting it. So they do wear down over time. Right. But, um, you know, they just last so much longer. It's, uh, I, it's better, in, in my view, to keep it charged. Well, if you, you can, know, yeah. And I guess that was, that was my point is that if I can't, you know, that was my point with wanting to look at the documentation up front to find out if I could plug it in for, let's say, four hours period of time, then it's fully charged and then wear down the battery and then charge it when it needs to be. But it kind of seems like, you know, plug it in, unplug it, plug it in, unplug it. And that seems to be counterproductive to me. Well, plug it in when it's convenient. That's my point. Mm. Okay. You know, I, I pl- if I'm in a hurry going here and there, I won't plug it in. You know what I mean? But if uh, I'm at a place I'm going to be there for a while, I plug it in and then yeah, and get too. it charged. I like it. I always love it when it's charged up and running because I never turn it to any kind of power savings. Right. So I want that thing to be always charged. But if I've only got like a half an hour block at a time, yeah. is it a detriment to doing it for half an hour block? No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Okay. Yeah, nowadays, Bob said, the batteries are smarter. It's like charging your cell phone, same technology. Um, that's the key. That's exactly what I wanted to hear was the confirmation of that. All right. That's great, guys. All right. Hey, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. You too, Brennan. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right. So we've got confirmation from uh, Joey that uh, here's the official Alexa phrase that you need to say to be sure it's going to play WTIC News Talk 1080. So what you're going to say is, Alexa, play WTIC News Talk 1080. That's all you should need to say. So now we got all sorts of Alexas playing. Well, they're already listening. They're already. You're going to have some sort of weird, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, like reverb going on if you've got your radio going and your Alexa going. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, that's what you're supposed to use. That's the phrase. And you have to make sure you have some sort of skill turned on within uh, that, I think, too, for the radio.com to work um, as well. So feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines. Wide open. This is computertalkwithtab.com. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted by Mike G. He does it live for us over at uh, computertalkwithtab.com. It's, and it's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook, and these days you don't know, but if Mark Zuckerberg deems what we say is news is worthy, it just might somehow end up in your news feed. You have to like tab computer systems on Facebook for that to work. And if you are one of those Twitter folks who use Twitter, I don't know how you have time to do it, but if you use Twitter and you have all this stuff coming at you, you can have our news feed coming at you too over at Tab Computer Sys. So many ways to get this information so you don't have to remember it or write it down or any of the, the news articles we talk about will be available to you uh, right there. And, of course, you can get our podcast uh, anytime if you miss the show. We got folks listening all over the country and the world, believe it or not, uh, which is awesome. We we love you guys listening to the show. You can go over and get the podcast anytime uh, over at WTIC.com or, of course, from ComputerTalk.com as well. We're going to step out for a quick break. Four lines wide open. Get online, guys. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you were part of the Microsoft kerfluffle, as our first caller called it, where the data center in the southeastern portion of the country went down, 
um, where you couldn't get your Azure services, your 365. I know the cloud's never supposed to go down, but Microsoft's services went down thanks to an actual cloud taking out the data center. Can't make it up. Let's go on to Jack in Hartford. Hey, Jack. Hi, Eric and Bob. What's up? Uh, this is your semi-regular GoNetSpeed new internet service provider update. Hey, how did it go? Well, uh, I got the box on the side of my house, and they're coming Monday to put the, they don't call it a modem, but it's in some, some kind of device that they stick in, inside the house that I connect my router to. Nice. Yes. So Monday will be the go day. Awesome. Um, so they uh, their website uh, recommends a Linksys uh, 3650 uh, for the service I'm getting, which is the 100 Mbps. Yep, up and down, uh, right? Pardon? Up and down, probably 100 up and down, right? Yes, I, I believe so. I, I haven't done the. I, I just did a speed test this morning on my uh, uh, DSL, and it was 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're about to really see some improvement in speed. Uh, here's a question. Yeah, you guys throw terms around sometimes that that. Uh, what do I do with this new router? Uh, in terms of it, it, that is what you're gonna you have been calling all along a firewall. Yes, sir. How do I how do I uh, uh, secure that? You want to change the password. You're gonna get a new. You're gonna get that firewall that they suggested. Right. You're gonna change the admin password to something different. And that's in how uh, I do that on their website or? on the on the uh, router's device configuration page. When you, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're uh, you're going to have a manual router, or you should have a manual that came with your router. If you I don't, I'm buying it tomorrow. Okay. And uh, the, on the router, it's going to have a like a quick start little folder, yeah. if you will, and yeah. it'll tell you how to connect to it. And then how to get into the console page. It'll have a console. And one okay. of the first things it should force you to do is to change the admin password. I mean, you can leave it. Don't do advisable. it. Don't leave it. Don't leave it. Not advisable. Yeah, no, 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 I will definitely change it. And make sure you write it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, I've been very good. I've been on a program for the last six months of having multiple passwords all right. uh, of, of different varieties to different websites. All right. And so that, you're going to you know. change the password. That's number one. Yeah. You're going to set the um, firewall to automatically update its iOS for you. Make sure it's set to automatically update the, infra update the operating system. iOS. Okay. Yeah. The other thing you want to do is configure OpenDNS. And I can do that on that. Correct. You want to Through follow... the OpenDNS website, I just throw in what kind of router it is and it should tell me how to do it? No. Um, you want to go on the OpenDNS uh, site and under and read the instructions as to how to configure a router in general. They're, they're okay. not going to specify it for each individual router. They'll just tell you where you have to make changes within a router, okay. Okay. which is in the DHCP settings where it hands out the DNS settings. Awesome. Um, not a big deal, not hard to do, and now you're going to be much safer, and you'll even be running even faster because DNS, OpenDNS is much faster than it's the regular perfect. DNS. Yeah. Okay. Those are the things um, you need to do. Yeah. So typically when you turn your router on for the first time, it kind of auto-starts a little wizard that kind of okay, guides you okay. through configure, configuring it. Yeah. So just don't leave the default settings. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I will not. And so, one last thing. I'm about to embark on uh, changing my operating system from uh, 7 Pro to uh, – I'm thinking about Linux. All right. <laughs> Why do you want to do that? But I'm not afraid. I'm not. I mean, I you know, uh, I put this computer together myself with a couple of other old guys, which was kind of humorous. All right. Um, uh, 
Uh, but we got it up and running, and it's fine. Um, All right. But, th- you know, that Windows 7 is going off support soon, right? Ah, who cares? It's 2020. You got a little over a year. Yeah, you got time. Yeah. And even if it goes off support, Jack, who cares? Especially for home. Uh, for business, it's different. But for home, if you're behind a good firewall with uh, you know good protections, the fact that Microsoft doesn't send out a security patch on Windows 7 <laughs> anymore, um, considering they do it every Tuesday because they're, right. they're like Swiss cheese, um, What's it going to really matter? It'll hang on for a while. I think yeah, it will. I went, I went with XP well past the thing and, and never had an issue. And um, they, they even released patches after when, when XP recently got hacked majorly. Like three years after XP was literally pronounced dead, they sent out an update because it was such a big hole. Right. Uh, so it's up to you, Jack. I, I would, I'm not sure I would jump to Linux, but if you really feel like doing it, good for you. If you're going to do Linux, just make sure it's not your main computer to start with until you yeah. get really familiar with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do have a backup. I do have another one that I could play with. And the key, um, and the key for GoNetSpeed uh, that Jack's about to enjoy is that it's a the lifetime. It's a lifetime cost, right? You're not going to see any increase. They, they first of all, it's an installation free. Yep. Um, and they didn't, they're not charging me for installation, and they're guaranteeing that I'll have the same fifty dollars a month. Fifty bucks. Which is what DSL, which is what Frontier is charging me for the eleven. Uh, MBPS. Oh, I know. And they thought you were doing you a favor. So okay. 50, 50 megabits. But the key here is, so I don't really care about the, I mean, the 100 megabits. I don't care about the bandwidth so much. I care about yeah. the data usage, and there is no cap. Right. That's yeah. the key. So you, they, that's really where the, the benefit lies, is in the, there's no cap. You're not going to get some note like I get from Cox every now and again that you've used your terabyte of data because your kids are streaming Chuck all day. That's not happening for you, Jack, for the life of your existence in that residence. Uh, yeah, I'm quite happy about it. Yeah. Um, they've been really, they, everything they promised has come true. So I, I, you know, at this point, I fully trust them. Uh, and I'll give you an update after a week or two trying to, um, you know, or getting familiar with it and checking it out. I'll get back and let you know how it's going. Yeah, and I bet you now, when since GoNetSpeed is in Hartford, you will find that the DSL folks and the Comcast folks are going to have to compete. Do, they're going to have to compete, magic, and their prices just might do what? Go down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> God forbid. Wow, the economics of competition is cuckoo out there. And, and, yeah. and this is going to be great for everybody. And you can, yeah. we all can get on GoNetSpeed if we want to. We just have to let them know we're interested. That's and if, right. They, they, they mentioned that. And if 10% of a given town says they are interested, they'll be coming to a town near you. So I'm not yeah. saying – they don't pay us to do any kind of advertising here. But right. it's a no-brainer to help everybody to get a competitive – third or fourth option for internet in our towns it's the year 2018 for crying out loud it should be a no-brainer they should and we you don't should, have they to should bundle it with anything i don't have to buy television i don't have to no. buy phone. you know it's just internet isp internet service provider that's I, what they're in business for. yeah when they start bundling phone it kind of cracks me up i mean we got rid of I, our phone a while ago <laughs> <laughs> i want to bundle phone and lower your bill i don't even need a phone number anymore all it is is robo calls anyways so yeah. Jack, we're all. Anyway, I just wanted to update you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get back once it's up and running and let you know. Sounds good, Jack. We're all jealous. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye bye. Bye. 50 bucks for 100 megabit with no data caps. That is the key, folks. That's really where the rubber hits the road on any broadband provider the data caps, because they're going to get you on the data eventually. When the, com- when the more the cord cutters come out there getting rid of their television uh, services from the providers of broadband, they're going to get you on the other side. They're going to say, oh, you want to go ahead and stream Sling all day? Well, you know what? We're going to whack you for every megabit you download, and it's just going to 
cover it on the other side. It's not how wide your pipe is. It's how much you use. That's really where the money is. And uh, right now it's a terabyte in, in the case of Cox. But guess what? Tomorrow it could be 500 megabits. Don't worry about throttling, guys. Worry about those data caps because that's where the rubber is going to hit the road when it comes to this technology. They're going to get you on that. Um, what do you got here, uh, Matt? I'm not sure I can take another call yet. Or should I? Where do you go? There he is. Matt, you there? Hello, Matt. <laughs> should I take another call? Or are you going to go <laughs> take another call? All right. All right, we got 30 seconds, Patricia. I'll try to get your question out from Union City, New Jersey. What's going on, Patricia? Great. Okay, thank you. Um, love your show. Thanks. I have a question about the HP printers. Yeah. I had one, a DeskJet, and I was able to fill in the ink cartridge with Costco for oh. $9.59. was great. Nice. And then the guy told me that the color cartridge I had was original to the printer. Mm-hmm. So then I went and – so anyway, I wound up getting a new printer. Okay. Um, so I'm wondering, because the guy told me that, oh, it's not a good idea to fill them up with the Costco ink. This oh, the guy selling crazy. you the printer? Yeah, of course. So yeah. That's what they're going to tell you. But um, if it still works and it saves you a boatload of money, keep filling up with the Costco ink. Uh, HP wants to make all their money on that ink. I can't, can't blame them, but uh, Costco's doing it for a lot cheaper. So until, until HP detects that you have a non-HP brand in there and makes your printer not work. Right. You know, imagine imagine if the gas companies, the gasoline companies, did that. Where if you went to Sidco, your car wouldn't start, but if you go to Mobile, it would. Mm-hmm, true. They're going to do that with printers. They're going to try to keep you off the uh, Costco ink. So they actually can tell that I was using a a a remanufactured uh, cartridge. Yes. Yeah. They can, and they it's in their best interest to know it. They put a little chip in the cartridge that tells it it's got like an HP. Signature. Right, and then they're going to warn you, hey, Patricia, this could this could damage your printer. The printer costs you 20 bucks, probably, right? Actually, about $40. Yeah, yeah, so who cares? <laughs> so, uh, you know, who cares if it damages the printer? For nine bucks an ink cartridge, you're probably saving it, you know, gobs. I mean, Clark Howard probably would endorse what you're doing. Yeah. All right, Patricia? Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for, thanks for listening out there in New Jersey. Sure. All right. Have a good day. You too, bye-bye. Bye. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. Bob and Waterbury, hang on. Three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.